and then it just like fades to black and then we get a screenshot uh, that we get a screenshot of peppa pig and animated queen elizabeth ii and it says in memory of her majesty queen elizabeth ii in this peppa pig game what the fuck I think we're on episode 81. Oh, wow. Yes. 81. How what if it's weekend? not 81? That's going to be so embarrassing. No, it's 81. <laughs> I, I just checked earlier today. If you go on Apple Podcasts and you scroll down, if it wants to open, you scroll down to the bottom, it says 80. So that means this is our 81st. Oh. Yeah. So cute. How was my weekend? Um, it was lovely. I got to celebrate my one year of living here in DC, being a Washingtonian. I thought you don't want to celebrate it because you hate living here. I don't hate living here. I enjoy living here very much. So how did you celebrate it? Because it wasn't with me and that made me sad. Oh my God. I went to, because if I would have invited you, you would have been like, I want to go to that. It's been cold outside. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> since when have i complained about it being too cold outside oh my god all the time no the one thing i consistently complain about is crowds and you know that but okay. i don't i'm not here to com- you know who complains about the cold nicholas bailey so well there you go both of y'all didn't get invited uh- <laughs> <laughs> all i did was just go down to tidal basin with my friend morgan and we walked around with sherry and got to take a look at some of the cherry blossoms Wow. A little early, not quite at peak bloom, but still a lot of them were blossoming, which was pretty. And then she got a really cute pic of us. And by us, I mean me and Shuri. Um, She got a really cute pic <laughs> You're of bogus. And, Shuri. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I posted it because I was like, in one year, so cute. Nick got on my case. He's like, why didn't you comment on Ely's Instagram? And I was like, what am I supposed to say? She's going to leave us soon. I almost, I was close to being a total little bitch and commenting like first anniversary and last. Oh my God. (laughs) But I didn't want to jinx it because like I said, maybe you never know. Life throws you things. So sure. Life could throw me a husband. That would be great. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine? That'd be wild. That would be wild. How was your weekend? It was good. Um, Started off right cooking a fantastic meal with you on Friday. Aw. Very delicious. So cute. It was delicious. Um, And then what did I do on Saturday? Saturday. What did Nick and I do on Saturday? We did something on Saturday. And then we made it back in time for Brendan and Shannon to come over. And we played Mario Party. And I absolutely dominated. Of course. Um, I swear, you guys, every time I play as Waluigi, I can't lose. Mm-hmm. King. What did we do? I don't remember, but I do remember what wow. we did on Sunday. Uh, on Sunday, we did a lot. We signed up for a Costco membership. Oh my God. If you were there, you would have been fucking losing it because the guy at the customer service counter. So we walk yeah. up, it's this little man. And Love little men. we're like, hey, we'd like to sign up. Nick said, we'd like to sign up for a Costco Gold Star membership which is their normal membership. It's 60 bucks a year. and You can have two people on it. Mm-hmm. And they must have some sort of rigid, regimented upselling scheme going on because he launched 
into a whole <laughs> barrage of things trying to, trying to get us to sign up for the executive membership, which is $120. Mm. He literally was like doing math. He's like, you're actually going to be, you're spending money if you get gold. So you're just going to be saving money if you sign up for this in the long run. Blah, 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 blah. And Nick tried interrupting him like five times. And he was like, he was like, okay, but like, you need to let me explain because you might make a different decision after I'm done explaining. And Nick is like, Ugh. at one point <laughs> you're just standing there. Like <laughs> I, I, well, yeah. Cause Nick's the primary. I shit you not at one point, Nick said this next thing in the exact same tone. I'm going to say it. He said, wow. Sounds great. Good. Nick, <laughs> and the guy kept going like, Oh my God, it went on for like 10 minutes. <laughs> And then we finally got our cards. We got our little pictures on the cards. Costco was a wondrous place. So you I, did not get the executive membership? No, we did not. We stood firm wow. and we got the gold. Well, did membership. you know you would be spending? You're actually oh spending God. money. <laughs> oh, the best part of the whole thing is like when Nick kept saying we would like the gold star, the guy would like murmur to himself. He'd be like, your choice. <laughs> So when it was finally over and he was like, now what decision would you like to make? Nick said gold star membership. And he went, Oh my God. Your choice. <laughs> God damn. But other than that, Costco is a very amazing place. I don't know did if you ever see been they Costco. have the Lego bouquets right now for $46. I did not because I was overwhelmed with all the other stuff. But I've never been in a I've been in a Costco, I think, once. And you've it was, never been in a Costco? I've been in a Costco once and it was like a decade ago. Does the one here have gas too? Well, we went to one in Virginia. We went to a random oh. one in Virginia. We were going to sign up at the one we're going to be going to, which is in Pentagon City. Uh-huh. But but then we were like, well, we want to go to Ikea, which is in Woodbridge, um, the Virginia one. And there's a Costco in Woodbridge, but then there was a massive traffic traffic backup because of an accident. So we just got off the highway and went to a different Costco to like oh kill my time. God, so many Costco. But that one, I don't think had gas. And I don't think the Pentagon City one has gas either. But love Costco, wondrous place. Got some of their food before we left. Delicious, not good for you, not at all. They should not put those calorie counts up there. Um, <laughs> but love that. And then we went to Ikea and we got some furniture for the new place. Nick is obsessed. He's He was so proud of himself. You know the as-is section? Oh, we love the as-is They is had section. this giant, I think it's supposed to be a TV stand, but it's long. It's 70 inches long. So it's as, it's as tall as me if I lay down. Um, <laughs> Weird and, flex, but okay. <laughs> and it has like three, um, three holes in it. And it's this really nice like light wood. And originally it was like $150 and it was $40. And the only thing wrong with it was that there was a small hole in the top of it. And Nick's like, just immediately his brain was like, oh my gosh, we need to get this. We could put cushions on top of this and turn it into like a book bench and put books beneath it. You won't even be able to see the hole. And I was like, I mean, if you think this will fit in your car, then sure. And sure enough, it fit in the car along with the chair I bought and the desk I bought. So very nice yeah it was it was a good weekend for home preparations yeah because you know before we know it like when we got get back from la it's going to be like two weeks and then we get the keys which is wild so crazy but anyway <laughs> but let's anyway. get into the news there's stuff to discuss mm-hmm. i think i actually want to talk about the second thing i put on the outline first because it'll take less time okay. than the first thing <laughs> So you remember when, and this is a good segue. Remember when Trump, the Trump administration tried to ban TikTok? What was oh, it? I like remember. 2021? It was 
terrifying yeah well not terrifying it had to have been in 2020 i thought it was when i thought i knew nick when it happened it happened before Um, anyway oh duh 2020 i'm a fucking idiot he was present in 2021 that's what Um, i'm saying yeah okay you're right it was 2020 anyway so now the biden administration is demanding that tiktok be sold or the app could face a ban in the u.s um by the way a tiktok spokesperson came out and said this so it was not the biden administration that announced this it was tiktok that basically wanted the public to know biden is like their ceo he made a whole video oh yeah 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 um it's not clear if they've been given a deadline to find a buyer but i'll buy it you'll buy it (laughs) (laughs) it's interesting this this story is, I don't want to say outdated because it was it was sometime late last week, but in here it says um, it's used by more than 100 million Americans. And then I just saw a story yesterday that TikTok passed 150 million users in America alone, which is wild. That's almost half the country. That's crazy. Well, I don't know what our populations are these days, but I think it's somewhere around like, what, 350? I have no idea. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. um, so... The company, the guy in the video, he said that they're disappointed in this outcome. And in response to this, apparently they've committed to spending $1.5 billion on a plan they're calling Project Texas, which would make a stronger firewall between TikTok and employees of the parent company, which is out of Beijing. Mm. I don't know. I don't really think that it's going to be like, I don't think they're going to let it get to the point where it is banned, but it's right. just interesting that this keeps happening. And I think I've talked about this before on the pie, but I have this inkling in my head that anyone under, I'm going to say like 35, I feel like they don't really care about their data being quote unquote stolen. Like I genuinely, what are you going to do? Like, what do well, I have to hide? What have you have to take? And at this me? point, so many other companies that are not TikTok have leaked my personal information, ding, ding, ding. not leaked, but have yep. gotten my personal information stolen from ding, their ding, website. Ding, ding. I'm like, who at this point, who fucking gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> like, like my, what am I, what can I do? What can, yeah. I can't do anything. Exactly. My data is not my own at this point. So no, there's someone. It's like too late. I've been using TikTok for like three years now. Right. And again, all my passwords that are saved on Apple have been leaked. All my passwords (laughs) saved on Google have been leaked. The DC Health link got hacked. It's like, oh yeah. Who gives a shit? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So yeah, steal our data. We don't care. Hashtag steal our data. Anyway, let's get to the big story of the past week, which is, of course, this is a this is a very complicated thing. So I have lots that I have to get through. But it started with Trump posting on Truth Social that he was going to get arrested today. We're recording this on Tuesday as of 8.56 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Tuesday, March 21st. He has not been arrested yet yeah, or indicted. They need to wrap this shit up. Come on. Yeah, but he claimed, and and he presented no evidence to this, but he claimed that he was going to get arrested <laughs> by the Manhattan DA's office. And this is regarding the case of Stormy Daniels and the hush money that was paid to her. Oh. So for those of you who don't know, I'm going to give a breakdown of what's happening. So Donald Trump is facing possible criminal charges in New York because of this hush money payment to Stormy Daniels, which was a porn star that remember. She alleges she had a sexual affair with Trump in 2006. 
And in 2016, Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, paid Stormy Daniels $130,000 just days before the election as mm-hmm. hush money, alleged mm-hmm. hush money. And he claims that this was this was done at the direction of Trump because Stormy Daniels was about to go public about all the nitty gritty details about this sexual affair, <laughs> which apparently I think I'm pretty sure this affair happened like right after Melania gave birth to Baron, like right after like Baron came out trend you guys yeah Baron came out and Trump said okay I'm not going to be getting any for like the next who knows how long we've talked about this it's literally like a a psychological phenomenon like men cheat on their wives when they're pregnant or when they right after they've given birth exactly it's that but anyway of course Trump has continued to deny this affair and the hush money itself wouldn't be a crime, but the crime in question is how the payments were documented by Ooh. the Trump organization. So Michael Cohen, he submitted phony invoices over the course of 2017, which was referencing a very vague retainer agreement for himself and was requesting the payment. And then Michael Cohen received a bunch of checks that were signed by Trump while Trump was in the White House was after he was elected. Mm. But the problem here is that there was no retainer agreement. Mm-hmm. This was all done to cover up the hush money scheme. And there was fake documentation of, quote, legal expenses <gasps> on the Trump organization's ledgers. And this would trigger a charge under New York state law, which is falsifying business records. And that's a misdemeanor. Hold on. See, there's so much I had to put in a different comment. Wow. So normally, normally, false business records would not be a misdemeanor. Oh, wait, it would be a misdemeanor. Apologies. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. order to elevate it to a felony charge, which would be a big no-no, mm-hmm. the defendant needs to have created the fake records with an intent to commit or conceal, quote, another crime. Now, obviously, <gasps> that's very vague. And it's unclear whether or not the Manhattan DA's office plans to argue the second crime of, like, the felony charge. Right. Nobody knows. Some legal commentators have suggested that maybe the DA is only pursuing the misdemeanor and others have said that it would be a huge waste of time and resources to even try and pursue a felony. And this would give Trump the case of saying that the case itself is weak for a felony. So like the misdemeanor is pretty much like locked down, but a felony would be like not a reach, but it would just be more work. And there's a grand jury involved, of course. And if they don't vote in favor of prosecuting the case as a felony, it would just be filed automatically as a misdemeanor. And so that's the gist. No one really knows why or how Trump found out that Tuesday was the day that he would maybe, not even maybe, he said, I will be arrested on Tuesday. Again, has not happened. And on his true social, along with that post, of course, he urged his followers to protest in Manhattan. Um, to my knowledge, did you see that the also pictures? didn't happen today. No, it oh, did happen today. There was pictures yesterday. There was like five people out there. <laughs> That's funny. Well, it was interesting because a lot of right-wing political commentators, like people who have a presence on not just True Social, but Twitter, were like, don't do it. It's not It's not worth it. Even I think no, a couple of politicians like were like, don't do it. Five people showed up, if that, and they had like little flags, like... <laughs> Yeah, so I'm a little disappointed in all this, to be honest, because 
um, a president has never been prosecuted before in oh the history God. of this country. And so that would have been would be a moment. Such good drama. Um, Imagine the it, Trump mugshot. <laughs> no, that's, yeah, it was, it's funny. I was reading a bunch of stories yesterday. Uh, a lot of outlets put out stories like what, what could happen? And they posed a bunch of questions and it was almost certain that he would not be put in handcuffs just because as a politician, that's Lame. not going to happen. Yeah, but a mugshot in, in every situation, a mugshot would definitely be taken. So we would definitely get a Trump <laughs> mugshot, which would be really funny. Um, but yeah, it didn't happen today. And it sucks because we would have had like some real meat to talk about if it happened. I know. That, it been today, a really big deal. today had the potential to be a really good day and it fell short. Uh, and that's really upsetting. <laughs> it was like a fine day, you know, but that would have really put it over the top. Um, I don't quite buy... Even some, like on the Young Turks, they were saying this on the podcast today, that an arrest would help him in the election. I don't know if I buy that because no, I think- That's humiliating. Imagine voting for like- Yeah, it's it's humiliating. I would I would understand why like his base would love it. They would eat it up. They'd be like, oh my God, our oh, Messiah has been- Right, because they would, again. right. They Exactly, exactly. They but would like, act like he's fucking Jesus carrying the cross. Yeah. Exactly. But the so-called like silent majority, I don't know if they would, I don't know if they would be like, oh yeah, this convinces me to vote for Trump no. again. They're already on the fence because of the insurrection. Yeah. So, and also, did you know, regardless, even if this was a felony, apparently that doesn't mean he can't run again. Well, you what know, what's his name? <laughs> uh, the t- Tiger King, Joe Exotic is apparently mm-hmm. running for president, even though he's in prison. That I've not heard of. How is that not a thing? What the fuck? Anyway, so I'm over it. Disappointed it didn't happen. Gives us less to talk about. Super upset. Yeah, let's move on. (laughs) All right. Was that all you had for news politics? All right. Ooh, okay. All right. We got kind of a kind of a hefty music section today. Hefty, hefty, hefty. (laughs) First, got to start about the opening of the uh, long long anticipated eras tour from our gal taylor swift not my gal don't say that (laughs) (laughs) um but opening night of the eras tour uh broke madonna's record for the most attended female concert in u.s history with an audience of over sixty-nine thousand. and people were pointing out that this concert was held in the same stadium that the super bowl was held and was more attended than the super bowl oh really (laughs) It's interesting. Mm-hmm. I saw some TikToks of, I don't know why they were selling some seats, like literally where they could see backstage happenings. That's too far back. <laughs> oh my God. They, I think she wanted to break the record. So she I'm sure I'm seats sure. available that people shouldn't be sitting in. So I have a couple of anecdotes from just the first few, I almost said episodes, first few episodes, <laughs> of this, first few performances of this tour. So the tour's opener took place in Glendale, Arizona, which was temporarily renamed Swift City by the mayor to celebrate them oh. being the first stop on her tour. <laughs> oh my god! I, know, I said the same thing. I'm saying y'all are so extra. So mayors aren't shit. Like what is oh the mayor doing? <laughs> Rename the city for two days. Oh my god! Um, and then the first show. Listen to this. Um, Taylor's set is over three hours long so i guess oh, yeah. the people who paid to go see the show y'all getting your money's worth three hours and 15 minutes long with a total of 44 songs performed 
And since then, Taylor Swift has surpassed Morgan Wallen as the artist with the most single day streams on Spotify twice over. So she's not only beat Morgan Wallen, but she's been beat her own record the next day. So by Morgan Wallen, I had to add that in because we talked about him last (laughs) week. It just made me feel good. I have an anecdote of my own. Um, Mm -hmm. Nick, I don't get him. I don't get him. Because he claims he's not a Swifty. If you ask Nick Bailey if he's a Swifty, <laughs> he, he will say no. He <laughs> found there was a live TikTok that someone was doing from the opening night. He found it and he watched basically all of it. He mm-hmm. cast it to his TV and watched it. That's the part that gets me is the TV screencast. <laughs> How is that not Swifty behavior? I don't understand it. That's super Swifty behavior. Um, Nick. That you can't deny it anymore. We're on to you. Also, apparently that stream at one point had over a hundred thousand people watching. Oh, which I'm, I'm sure. pretty sure was more than like the SAG Awards guy on Netflix's YouTube channel. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I don't understand it. I don't well, that's not surprising like, to me. <laughs> it's not surprising that I don't understand it. No, no, no. It's not surprising to me that more people are watching Taylor Swift TikTok lives than people are watching the SAG Awards. I guess, but I don't. I mean, we've said that, yes, she has talent, but I just don't understand how the biggest artist like in the world is this woman. I know. It's kind of crazy. I guess it's because the it's the bland factor that appeals to more people. She's the (laughs) The four quadrant artist, I guess. It's just like I feel like it's not even her as an artist, but it's more so like her fans. Y'all be getting on my damn nerves. No, for real. Maybe that's why Nick doesn't want to call himself a Swifty. He doesn't want to <laughs> loop himself into that. It's fine. You know what? If you have that kind of power, you know, congrats. <laughs> You're part of a very powerful group of people. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this is just some little chart piece of chart uh, data that I thought was cute. Uh, this week, Miley Cyrus and Selena Gomez are both in the top 10 of the Hot 100 for the first time since 2013. Aw. Hashtag nostalgia. So cute. Okay. That's it. And then, yeah, I just wanted to say that. I, thought, I saw that and I was like, aw, that's cute. <laughs> um, And then another piece of like hot, juicy gossip in the music industry. Bad Bunny's ex-girlfriend is suing him for $40 million for using a voice note recording of her voice, of course, in the like Bad Bunny baby tagline that he has in two of his songs without her permission. Oh, so we'll see how this that's one a big unfolds. No, no. Yeah. I feel that's like this isn't no. going to end in 40 mil. It's going to end in a settlement as it always does. But yeah, probably. Interesting to see Bad Bunny in the headlines, not about Kendall Jenner. <gasps> Kendall Jenner. <laughs> Who? What'd you say? Kendall. You've seen that video where she's like, my name's Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, my last story is that the Lollapalooza lineup dropped today. Um, uh, headliners include Kendrick Lamar, Billie Eilish, the hot Red Hot Chili Peppers, Lana Del Rey, and the 1975. So go no. sign up for the pre-sale if you live in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, Chicago. neither of us are going because Ely hates Chicago and I hate Chicago. festivals. <laughs> I mean, I am going to Chicago later this summer, but not oh, for Lollapalooza. You hypocrite. <laughs> Hypocrite. Hypocrite. I mean, I'm not going because I chose to go, but you know, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I guess. <laughs> At least so that just kind of makes my me will. It kind of was against my will, but I'm looking forward to it nonetheless. <laughs> nice save. Mm-hmm. 
I don't want to get canceled. Okay. Oh my gosh. Your turn. All right. So I don't know why I'm starting with this, but I'm just going to do it. For those okay. of you who didn't hear, there is going to be a West End stage adaptation of Brokeback Mountain, which of course Ooh. started off as a novel and became a film that was nominated for lots of Oscars starring Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal. It's a beautiful film. And I have to pre- I have to preface before I get into why I'm even including this story in the first place. Yes, Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal are not gay. And they played gay men. What? I have one defense <laughs> of that and that it, it was 2005. So that means they were probably cast in like 2003 and shot oh in 2004. And so cool. this is like, this is before, you know, the discourse before social media. Wait. So like, I get it. Yeah, came out. Jake Gyllenhaal. That movie's old as fuck. Take his daddy. He's old. <laughs> okay. Oh my god, he's Two- forty-two. Okay, eighteen years is not old as fuck, Ely. No, no, no. Okay, that's a that's like a whole life, though. Come on. What do you mean a whole life? Like you, you could be born about? into the. <laughs> okay, never mind. You all, oh, you, you, you all like... know what I'm saying. That's like that's you know a lifetime in some sense. Like wait, see, you're I'm saying... just shocked with how long it's been since that movie came out. It does not like seem like it's that old. So you mean to say like someone born in 2005 could be an adult now? Right. Like that's okay. crazy. Yeah. that movie's an adult baby. I guess. But anyway, that's my defense of the casting for that film. And I think it's a it's a fine defense. It's not ideal, but whatever. So mm-hmm. this new stage adaptation, again, gonna be in West End, has cast Mike Faced and Lucas Hedges. And this baffles me in the year of our Lord 2023 because one, I'm 99% sure Mike Faced is straight because he posts about his girlfriend on his social media all the time. Um, and there's no articles to the contrary. And then Mr. Lucas Hedges pulled a Harry Styles and he said, um, in an IndieWire interview a few years ago, he said, I recognize myself as existing on a spectrum, not totally straight, but also not gay and not necessarily bisexual. (laughs) So I'm just annoyed because how are we casting two not gay men in a stage adaptation of Broke Rock Mountain in 2023? Like, what the fuck? It just annoys me. Go back and listen to our second episode of the pod ever where we talked about media representation. Mm-mm-mm. I will not be seeing it. I also don't live in London. So. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, like as if you would go see it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I will not be seeing it. I wonder how they're going to do the uh, the love scenes. Are y'all going to be doing that on I mean, stage? Just how they do every other love scene on stage. I don't know. I don't go see plays. Do they like, is it like dry humping? I don't understand what goes okay, on. Okay. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh, so you're homophobic. No, I don't. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, let's move on. Um, okay. So big news that came out yesterday. It's big for the entertainment world. So pr- Victoria Alonso is kind of like Kevin Feige's number two or was. Uh, over at Marvel Studios. She's been an executive producer on every single Marvel film since the original Avengers. So she's been over there for over a decade. A minute. She's been a big proponent of diversity in the MCU because she is a queer woman of color. Mm. But there was news yesterday that she's exiting. She actually left on Friday, Disney and Marvel Studios. And pretty sus. 
Well, of course, the trades were like like the the use of the language exit is very purposeful. Yeah. I know the T, and Bob Iger asked her to step down. Basically. You know the T. Oh yeah, like I follow the scoopers who have the sources. Yeah. So she got fired, or yeah. So for those of you who don't know, Bob Iger, who was the CEO oh. of Disney from like. 2005 to we talked like about this 2020 yeah he stepped down and then bob chapik took over and then bob chapik for the last two years did like a shit job so basically the disney board pleaded for bob Iger to come back and so he's he's Just back worried. for like a two-year term and he is making changes making left changes. and right yeah he said um, no more women <laughs> <laughs> well that's the unfortunate thing right it's like okay of course you had to get rid of the queer woman of color but um yeah i think at the end of the day I think just someone needed to take the fall for Quantumania because <laughs> it's looking like that film is going to be, despite having the biggest opening of the Ant-Man trilogy, it's going to have the least amount of box office, even less than the first one. It's, it's currently still so under $500 million worldwide, which is pretty bad for Marvel. That's and horrible. like Thor, Thor Love and Thunder wasn't great either in terms of box office and critical reception. So I think Bob Iger, now that he's back, I think he's he like, just fuck all y'all. He's like there needs to be consequences, and so <laughs> I think he, based on what I've heard too, I think he was like, "Yo, you gotta go. I'm gonna allow you to resign." And this probably puts Kevin on blast, and it's probably a way to make him feel like, "Oh, you need to change stuff too." Oh, totally. And, They're trying to rattle him. Yeah, and my my linked story to this that is on the outline, but I heard about too is that apparently. All release dates for all um, MCU Disney Plus shows are just like paused right now. So I heard that Secret Invasion was supposed to come out in May, and apparently they're oh they're even just, Secret Invasion. Yeah, they're just holding it. Like they're they've essentially taken off of taken it off of their internal calendar. I was gonna say it's been I haven't seen any like ads. Yeah, so I don't know what's going on over there. Dude, they're scared. I love watching this shit go down. It's so funny. As a viewer, I mean, like, the stakes are really low, so it's just fun to watch. It's like, yeah, I'll just watch the content you put out. But for them, they're probably just sweating. Yeah. Panicking. Well, it's because they're they're seeing returns that are nothing like they're used to, with the exception of the pandemic-era releases, of course. But I think everyone generally excuses those. Um, but this is my segue to the next story, and we'll talk about a larger issue. So Shazam 2! Shazam Fury of the Gods, the newest DC film, opened this past weekend, and it did shit. Ooh, uh, yeah, it, those opening it, night numbers. Yeah, it Ooh. opened with $30.5 million over the three-day weekend. So um, it cost $110 million to make, and it probably cost another $100 million just to market. And this is a big drop from the original, which came out four years ago, because that one opened with $53.5 million, and it ended with um, $366 million worldwide. So besides the pandemic era releases like Wonder Woman 1984 and The Suicide Squad, this is the worst DC opening, DCU opening ever. Um, yeah, so which is a shame because I'm still probably going to see this. I really like the first one, but I think it's a combination of factors. I think one, I'm sure people are like, why bother? Because of course we talked about the DC reboot. Right. That's kind of happening. that was really dumb of them. I don't know why they didn't wait till after this movie came out to talk about that, because I feel like that for sure deterred people from seeing this. Well, believe it or not, we got three more this year. We still have um, The Flash. 
Oh, Blue Beetle God. and Aquaman 2. Oh, they're good They're all God. supposed to be coming out this no. year. No. And remember, the Flash, Aquaman, and Shazam 2 were supposed to open last year. They, the release dates all got pushed. So, yeah, I don't think that was... This is I so mean, stressful. I kind of get it because I could see why they didn't want to wait literally a year to announce what was coming next, but they they had to use their brains well, a little bit. Yeah, they fucked themselves. Um, also, their main actor going on social oh! media and speaking yeah, on his ass. That is that your next point? The Chris Pratification. No, my next mm-hmm. point was I get this vibe that people are getting tired of comic book movies. I'm just getting that vibe. <laughs> I get this vibe. <laughs> I get the vibe. And this has been a talking point for a little bit, comparing it to Westerns. Like Westerns were super big in the 50s and 60s. And then they just tanked and fell off a cliff and nobody was interested anymore. <laughs> and so it's not new. People have been wondering when. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when the comic book train is going to come to a screeching halt. Yeah. And I feel like. I'm calling it now. I'm I'm calling it now. I feel like 2023 is the start of that because now the quality is suffering. It's so horrible. And I've said this, I think, I feel like at this point, I said this every single episode, they're starting to feel less and less like good movies that happen to be about comic characters and more and more just like stupid. Yeah, they feel less special now because there's so much of them. And because, like, I think... Right, there's a new thing every six months. Like, I can't even breathe. And we're so much more media... Like, when I say we, I mean just, like, even casual fandom. We're so much more media literate now. And so I think we can see through the cracks of, like, they're trying so hard to make everything interconnected and to have all these fucking shows, which aren't great either, and have low budgets. I think everyone's just getting tired. And it leads to, like, why should I go see this opening weekend? Yeah, and no, I, it is yeah. tiring. And I really like think the, that's what's happening. The cameos and the fan service, and yeah. it's just it's getting to be way too much. It's getting to be super predictable, especially from yeah. DC. They can't even promote a movie without spoiling it because nobody <laughs> wants to go see it. And yeah, it's just it's becoming too much. I'm fatigued. I, I haven't even seen some of the last few Marvel movies in theaters except for somehow Ant Man. <laughs> What are you talking about? Saw... I guess I saw Wakanda Forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but before that, I didn't. See, I still haven't seen Thor. Don't watch it. Um, we saw Doctor Strange. Okay, fine. I guess I have. <laughs> <laughs> the point was falling through. The point, yeah, it was broken. But I mean, it's just it is. It's getting. It's like they're doing too much. It's like what? What did I call it before? Like they they're Riverdaling it. We're like they're like, oh, you like this one thing. And then they just do too much. And it's like, whoa, I like yeah. the thing you did before, but now this isn't even the same thing anymore. I think fatigue is a good word. Uh, like I've definitely been experiencing it. I think I've said before on this podcast, I'm seeing, we're seeing guardians together. And then I think I'm, I'm tapping out. Like I'm, yeah. I think after guardians, I that's need a good a point Marvel too. Break and a DC it used group. to feel like a little treat. Cause like Marvel movies came out like once every like year, two yeah. years. And now it's like, it's not a treat anymore. It's just like. It feels like work to keep up, especially with the shows. And it's just affecting everybody. It's affecting DC now. Oh, I mean, it's been affecting DC, let's be honest. (laughs) DC's Um, been struggling since like the 1960s. (laughs) And they don't even have as many shows. No. So I don't know, dude. But just something something to think about. Yeah. Just food for thought. Yeah. Lastly. Oh. 
I want to talk about the new Peppa Pig video game. <laughs> so there's a new Peppa Pig video game that came out. It's called Peppa Pig what console world adventures, <laughs> uh, everything. Even the, there was the previous game was just called Peppa Pig and it's on PS4 and not gonna lie. I've seen it on sale on the PlayStation store before. And I'm like, wait, now how low is it got to go for me to get it? <laughs> like, should I? Do that? No. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's an adventure game where the player explores the world of Peppa Pig with their family. And uh, it's very simple. It's very simple. It's for yeah, kids. This sounds obviously. fun. This um, is my cup of tea. Oh my goodness. But apparently at one point of the game, so it's Peppa Pig and her family. They're at Buckingham Palace. I think, oh, there's a joke. Buckingham Palace. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> and randomly, Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth is she shows up and they're they're all playing and this is a cutscene of the game they're all playing in puddles like they're all splashing in puddles outside Buckingham Palace and the queen's like hey oh my goodness isn't this so fun and Peppa Pig's like yeah this is so fun um and then it just like fades to black and then we get a screenshot uh, that we get a screenshot of Peppa Pig and animated Queen Elizabeth II and it says, in memory of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. Yeah, and it says, in this Peppa Pig game, what the fuck? I thought, okay, this is, I don't know if this is better or worse than what I was thinking. And then you're going to say, she appears as like a ghost or something. Which would have been funnier, but <laughs> this is still pretty like why? I don't I don't understand. I, I linked if you want to watch it after I'm recording, I linked a tweet that shows a clip of a streamer playing it and he did not know <laughs> what was gonna happen. And when it came up, he was like losing it because it was so <laughs> random. Oh yeah, I'm gonna watch this when we're done because that's Ooh. hilarious. Yeah. So and that's unreal. That's that. <laughs> British people, are you okay? <laughs> Am I oh okay? Because my, my camera's glitching that. out again. I love that too. Mm. Okay. Wow, that's crazy. I feel like I, I need a second to like mentally recover from that. Wow. <laughs> you are not ready to watch the clip. I feel like I didn't do it justice. I can't it's wait. wild. This is a and kid's this is a game. children's game. Kids yeah. don't give a fuck. They don't know. <laughs> no. Like, it would have been one thing if they just had the puddle bit, but the in memoriam with a right. black screen and that's a lot that's a lot it's too much too much because it's yeah i won't even i don't even need to go that deep <laughs> all right okay quick pop culture section today but i have kind of like a long-winded quote well, actually a few long-winded quotes from our our favorite style our favorite retired stylist law roach <laughs> i'm excited because i did not know about this oh yeah he did a whole he's been talking a lot Ooh. like I've been getting the his tweets on my talking. feed and I'm like this close to blocking him because he's getting on ah. my damn nerves. <laughs> if you guys don't know this about me, I love like having the power of like blocking celebrities on social media. Like obviously they don't know, but it's just like funny, you know, like you can just be like, oh yeah, I have Kylie Jenner blocked. It's fun for it's, you. Like, <laughs> it's so great. So I'm like, I'm this close to blocking Law Roach, not because he said anything controversial, but just because I'm sick of seeing his name on my feed. <laughs> like once he retired he started to get bored he needs work to oh. do but he's going on twitter it's like oh. all right y'all let's do something else okay but that's besides the point so law roach did an interview 
Ooh. which <laughs> after we stopped recording last week i went on Dubon. i found so many blind items about law roach um a lot of like mixed things some people were saying like he's he's the problem some people were saying that's not true other people were saying like i'm i've been working as a personal assistant in this industry and if law roaches people haven't made you cry before like you know it's not like that's like the initiation like law roach is notoriously difficult to work with so i don't know what's true i don't know it's not true but there's a lot of stuff out there so yeah if you want to know more you can look into that on your own but it's a lot of mixed messaging but from what's come from law directly himself he told Lindsay Peoples of The Cut in an audio uh, podcast interview. He said, and I quote, I am definitely 100,000% retiring. Nobody can say what's forever and what will happen. But at this moment and in my mind, I'm definitely retiring from celebrity styling. I'm not retiring from fashion because I love it so much. But styling in the way that I've been of service to other people, I'm retiring from that. So I feel like it's kind of like like the the ambiguity is kind of like what we were saying before. Like, babe, you're not retiring. The door is open. Yeah. Yeah. And so some other things that he said was just like he said, I think the real reason is that it's been building up for a while because, you know, I looked up one day and honestly realized that I'm not happy. I haven't been happy, honestly, in a really long time. And the culmination of everything that's been happening in my career these last few days, mind you, this was earlier uh, last week. So it was right Ah. after the Oscars. Um, Everything that's been happening in my career the last few days kind of just pushed me over the edge. And when asked what was going through his mind when he put up the infamous retired Instagram (laughs) post, he said, this is the real story. So that morning I got a call from one of my clients and it was her, her publicist and somebody from a brand that I'm supposed to do a project with. And I found myself on the phone with these three women and I felt like I was defending myself because one of the women from the brand was saying like, oh, he's not communicating and you're not going to have a dress and all these things. And I was just, it was just a lot of things that were not true. Then he said, that's how we lose clients, a stylist. Somebody from a brand will say something to the publicist Then the publicist will say something to the client and then it becomes this thing. I thought I had a really strong relationship with this client and I thought she knew that my goal was always to protect my clients. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, I just didn't feel like I was being protected because there's no one who can ever say that they've worked with me, that I didn't put my whole heart and soul into them or that I left them hanging and they didn't have a dress. It's never happened. No one can ever say that about me. And I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. We'll do whatever. We'll work it out. And then I got cut. I got off the phone and I just thought I'm literally depleted from the day before, which was the Oscars. And I'm, I'm an extreme empath. Not the empath line. Yeah. (laughs) I'm an extreme empath and I give everything to the point. After that night, I could barely finish a sentence. I'd given so much. Uh, That call was really very early and the next day and the client was one. Sorry, I'm I'm getting this wrong, but he said (laughs) the client was one of the clients I dressed the night that night as in the Oscars. And I just got off the phone and feel like I'm still fighting. I'm still fighting. I'm still defending myself. And one thing people who work with me also know is I don't like to be managed or I don't like to feel like I'm being chastised. That just doesn't work out for me or my personality, especially when I feel like I'm giving so much. So basically, he's tired of miscommunication coming from all the different. It's like a game of telephone, basically, like 
you know, nobody ever gets the real direct quote and then he feels like he's the one getting misrepresented. But also it's important to know to his point, actually, there's recently like a little bit of drama with Priyanka Chopra, who he's styled in the past, um, saying that like she did like a panel or something and was saying that she just got off the phone with somebody who told her she wasn't sample size, which if you don't know, sample size is like zero to size four, which is like the size of you know, like the sample of the garment that's usually mm-hmm. worn on the runway, that kind of thing. And so people were assumed, like automatically assumed that it was Law Roach that told her that. And then he had to make a, like comments about it and be like, that's not how the conversation went. Like, I hate that she, you know, was hurt by that. But like, that's not what I said. That's not what happened. So yeah, I don't know. Weird stuff. <laughs> In the moment, I have a theory. So What's when theory? he said that this client that sparked this was someone he dressed for the Oscars. Yeah. Right off the bat, I'm thinking it's Hunter because Hunter Schaefer just signed with Mugler to be their new like brand ambassador. And he's saying that they this was a project he's supposed to do with a brand. So I'm wondering if like- But that's like, that seems Hunter... so crazy that this would happen with Hunter. Like, like Hunter's know. like his other Zendaya. Like they worked so closely together. I don't know. I don't know. I thought maybe it was Kerry Washington because he dresses Kerry Washington all the time, too. Yeah. Well, Hunter Schaefer is a relatively new collaborator, right? So I'm thinking, like, Mm -hmm. there's no way this is a person he's worked with for, like, years and years. I feel like it's got to be a new person. I feel like it's been at least two years, though. What was that? Who was that white chick that he also styled? Like, boring. Who? What's her name? Boring? (laughs) It's not Haley. It's like a no name. It's someone I don't know. And that's saying something. Maybe it was her. I don't know. I'm sounding really mean, but like it's a rich person. So I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> They're also probably never going to hear this. So yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Anyway, speaking of rich people, I just gave you a segue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so another person that's coming into under fire right now is Gwyneth Paltrow. Of course, um, she said a lot of controversial things. She's actually in court right now, not right now, but she uh, showed up today to a trial, like a huh? court hearing. Um, apparently, she like crashed into some guy while she was skiing, like while they were skiing and caused him like brain damage. So he's like suing her. I don't know. Oh but gosh. that's not what this is about. Um, this is about how she's being called out. People are calling her an almond mom. I don't know if you know that term. No. <laughs> but it's basically like thin moms that are obsessed with diet culture. That um, people, scans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, people are calling her an almond mom. And actually a lot of dietitians are like taking to the internet to like speak against a recent podcast interview she did where she talked to, she went on this podcast called The Art of Being Well and described her, and I'm going to put this in heavy air quotes, wellness routine, <laughs> um, because I don't think any part of this is doing any kind of wellness for your body. Um, I don't really want to go into detail because a lot of people are saying that like she's literally describing an eating disorder and like giving like actual tactics and all that kind of stuff. But basically, she, the gist of it is that she like described what she eats in a day and all she eats in a day is she has a paleo dinner, which if you don't know, it's like the paleo diet is like not a good diet. It's like what cavemen would eat, right? Yes. 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 (laughs) And a lot of people have connected it to like heart disease and it's just, it's not good. (laughs) So she says that she eats a paleo dinner and then she fasts until midday the next day. And then she'll have some coffee maybe. 
And then she exercises for an hour. And for lunch, she usually has some soup, which she says most often consists of just bone broth. And that's it. Okay. So let me call Miss Gwen out. So <laughs> she's... <laughs> I think she's kind, of, she's kind of iconic. Like, let's just acknowledge <laughs> it. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow is absolutely iconic for a myriad of ways. Um, and I like, can't really explain it, but I just think she is. But anyway, no, she, she is. Um, I'm calling her out because sometime last year, I think it was last year. She, one thing I love watching is architectural digest YouTube channel. They do a bunch of sick stuff. And one of the things they do is, Basically, like the new chic version of MTV Cribs, where a celebrity <laughs> invites him into their home for like a tour and they talk in detail about fixtures, especially if like they they like built the house. So mm. Gwyneth Paltrow has one and she has this gorgeous kitchen. Gorgeous kitchen. <laughs> and she has, I remember this part of the video very specifically because I got very jealous. She has almost every piece of la crusette in multiple colors no you're telling don't me don't tell me that that's you're literally my dream how is she what is she using the la crusettes for if the she's bone broth eating, heating up the bone broth <laughs> like that's why i'm serious if you watch that video she has this gorgeous kitchen she's like oh italian Dude, marble oh la crusette what's it being rich used for? people <laughs> own stuff just to own stuff sounds like it yeah, I remember that kid. I was jealous of it. Like that is a gorgeous kitchen, and I'm like really mad that she apparently barely uses it. <laughs> it's, it's very upsetting. It's yeah. funny. I was wondering. I was like, there doesn't seem to be a lot of pantry space. That's the one downfall, and it's probably she because she all she's eating is bone broth. <laughs> she doesn't need the pantry space. Apparently, that's wild. Yeah, very frightening. It's just I don't know. I just ugh. like why? Why live your life like that? There can be so much joy found in like eating good food, know, especially dude. when you have access to all the money in the world. Okay. She doesn't have access to all the money in the world, but you know what I'm saying? When you I have mean, enough money to be buying all these Dutch ovens from the most expensive Dutch oven company. I'm sure it's probably just an internalized, like the, the way she makes her money now, obviously she doesn't act that much anymore. She makes her money from goop and which is wild to me because goop has had so many like claims of, bullshit recipes and oh, total, wellness routines it's total bullshit um, you guys but it still makes her a lot of money and crazy and i bet Who's she's buying this i don't know but i bet she's fate she's probably feeling pressure on herself to like keep this going because it's literally well, making course. her money it's probably a bit honestly she probably doesn't even do this it's probably a <laughs> bit think? it's probably a bit but it's like why be this committed oh, to it that would be so funny if it was a bit i bet you anybody it's a bit how can anyone survive like this i, I mean she doesn't look know. that great so i wouldn't be surprised okay if it that's a bit. mean we don't come for people's appearances okay i didn't mean it like that i, I mean, think like, what a paltrow looks does, looks like amazing. she's eating bone broth <laughs> my god have you seen what she looked like in this video i think she looks great she looks like she eats bone broth. Oh my god! Are you looking at what I'm looking at? It's loading. I see the the header image of her in the red cardigan. She looks okay. Great. Not that. Scroll down, boo. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't be like totally surprised if this is how she actually eats because. Okay, you know like what? That. 
I am seeing it. I'm not going to yeah. say she looks bad, but I am seeing no, I didn't potential say she malnourishment. Bad. I just said she yeah. looks like she eats bone broth. <laughs> <laughs> but additionally, oh. I also wouldn't be surprised if it was just a bit. Yeah, but it's a bad bit. Come on. If you're going to do a bit, have it be funny. This isn't funny. This is just dangerous. Don't do this, know. you guys. Don't yeah. eat bone broth and yeah. then call it a day. <laughs> you need to be able to chew something in your diet. Oh, my God. <laughs> um is that it for pop culture that's it for pop culture it's time for the media moment okay oh you're, okay. it's media moment time and you're going first okay this is like slightly difficult for me because I oh. feel like we had, um, music-wise, a really good, like, New Music Friday this last Friday. Um, the T-Pain album came out. It was really good. Tori Kelly made her return. We got this song that I'm going to talk about in just a second. But it was kind of a good week for new releases. Taylor Swift, if you're a fan of Taylor Swift, she released four new songs on Friday. We had a lot of new stuff this week. So that was cool. But my media moment today is <laughs> is the song what it is block boy by dochi and kodak black it's really fun i don't think it'll get enough popularity to actually be the song of the summer but personally it's gonna be my song of the summer i'm gonna be bopping to it in march pool. bold claim it's I mean, I feel like this is around the time where people would be releasing <laughs> summer songs. Like, it takes a while for things to gain traction. I suppose. So, we'll see. But I'm super excited. That's it? Well, what? I mean, you have to hear it. Like, I can't like, sit here and describe it to you. That doesn't make sense. I guess it's so. It's just fun. It's a bop. Listen to it if you haven't listened to it. Um, well, you heard it song. from Ely. It's a great song. Yeah. I will listen to it. I, I make a point whenever you have songs as your media moment, I make a point to listen to them. So uh, I'll listen to them. I'll listen to that song. This one this. is fun. Yeah, it's a good one. I'm definitely going to, this is, it really gives me like driving with the windows down in the summer or like at the pool. It's just like a fun beat. And I actually, I heard it on TikTok first and I was like, wait, did this song come out today too? And then I went and listened to it and I was like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, wow. I enjoyed Okay, well, I feel bad because my meeting moment's going to be much longer. And oh. one thing I have to do first, because I'm not allowed to have repeat meeting moments, but I simply have to give a Squid Game update. So you guys, I finished season one. Last week, well, I had only gotten season. up to episode four and a little bit of five, but I finished it, the remaining um, five episodes. Y'all, this is a great show. Like, <laughs> first of all, I, I, I texted Ely this, but... Um, did not expect it to make me cry. Episode six, y'all are dirty for that. Whoever wrote episode six, that was cruel on me emotionally. Cruel. I don't know how else to say it. It was a cruel twist of fate. I did not enjoy it, but I did enjoy it. Um, Yeah, like actual tears down my face. And then, okay, creators of Squid Game, if you're listening, I need you to lean in. Fuck you for what you did in episode eight. <laughs> what you did at the end of episode eight, fuck you for that. Because that Wait. fucked me up emotionally. How many episodes are there? There's nine. And oh, eight, okay, okay. eight is when I told you it's like randomly half an hour. 
and the rest right. of them are an hour. Yeah. Ooh. Fuck y'all for what you did in episode eight. For those of you who watched it, you know. I was not, some of y'all might have seen that coming. I was not prepared for it until they showed it to us, like showed the image. Mm. It made me mad, sad, afraid at the same time. And then episode <laughs> nine, um, I enjoyed it because like the actual climax of the show is really like kind of in the first like 15 minutes. And then we have what what's kind of like a 35 minute epilogue they don't say epilogue but it's mm. we get more than usual of like what happens after like the aftermath so to speak and i thought yeah. that was really interesting and they do another thing i thought was interesting was i had heard word like when the show is out that the creator did not have plans for season two and so i was expecting kind of like a bow to be put on things but no, 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 like it ends with the cliffhanger. So I don't know what the creator was saying oh, when he was like, oh, shit. I don't plans for season two because you you ended it like there is plants. So that was weird to me, um, but I will be there. <sighs> and, uh, but yeah, no, like fuck you guys for what you did because I felt played like a fiddle. It's a great show. Also, I was watching the Emmys uh, acceptance speeches after I finish it because the show won a couple of uh, Emmys, some acting Emmys, um, for actor in a drama series, which it won for, mm -hmm. guess who the presenters were at the Emmys? This was um, this was last year. This is uh, Michelle Yeoh? No, it was Ariana DeBose oh. and Angela Bassett, <laughs> <laughs> which was wild to me. You were like, that <laughs> yes. was a gag, I'm sure. Yeah, that was, was a gag. gag. It was a gig. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but that's not my actual meeting moment. I just want to give an update. My actual meeting moment, if you're looking at the outline, it might seem very random to you, but I'm going to explain how we got here. Okay. So Nick and I are huge fans of Bethany Frankel. Beth Henny. Um, <laughs> she is mother and we love her. And we found out that she has a show on CNBC called Money Court that we had not watched. So we watched a couple episodes of it on YouTube TV. And then in the recommended shows, I, I saw beneath it, I was like, oh, I saw the thumbnail for a show that I completely forgot existed that I watched when I was like a little BB, like 14, 15 years old. Oh, I remember no. watching it on the style network and it is a show called Jersey Licious <laughs> and it started in 2010 and it ran for six seasons and ended in 2017. Wow. I only remember watching like maybe two seasons. And like I said, this was over a decade ago. So I basically had forgotten about it except for like the, the characters. Um, so I started watching it on my own time and I've now gotten through seven episodes in just a few days. <laughs> wow. And um, this show is absolutely iconic. Let me give, let me break down the premise of this show. So it, it centers on a hair salon it's a strip mall hair salon in central new jersey it's like an oh, hour outside I of new york love it. i love it already and again this is 2010 so they probably filmed <laughs> it in like 2009 so you have an idea perfect of like what the style is yeah perfect um the theme song is literally like it starts out and it's like big hair fancy clothes <laughs> animal oh. print big heel <laughs> Yeah, so that's what we're working with <laughs> in terms of the theme song. And then the characters, the setup is that Gail and Christy, so Gail's mother, literally, 
uh, and Christy is her daughter, and they Wait, co- this is own... not a reality show? It is a reality show. Sorry. It, this oh, is a reality um, show, you guys. Sorry. The characters. These are they, people. They're, they're char- I should say characters. Like the, They're characters in the story. Yeah, because um, I'll get to the voices. Um, so, yes, the reality show. Gail and Christy, they co-own the salon, and at the start of the show, it's reopening after a big renovation that they did. Um, and so they're hiring a couple of new stylists. And so we have some interviews and for all intents and purposes, Olivia is our main character and she's a makeup artist. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and, um, so she comes in and interviews and she gets the job as a makeup artist and Tracy is a hairstylist and she comes in and interviews, she gets the job and Olivia and Tracy are arch fucking enemies they like do they know each other before this oh there is a past there's history tracy is currently dating olivia's ex-boyfriend lorenzo (laughs) yeah Lorenzo. and she basically admits that she did that on purpose to fuck with olivia no it's it is this is why i say characters i i don't want to know how much of this is fake like i really don't want to know but I also would not be surprised if it's 100% real. This is something that, that is it seems like up. they would do, but like Tracy, will, Tracy is like the real, like she actively fucks with Olivia. She'll be up in the confessional. She's like, uh, like for instance, in one of the episodes, she's having a party, a jungle party, by the way, because it's Jerry Z. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she shows up to work early before Olivia to hand out all the invites and so that she doesn't have to give one to Olivia. And in the confessional, she's like, I did that on purpose because it works out good for me because it makes it seem like I'm trying to avoid drama, but I also don't get to invite Olivia, which I know will just annoy her. It's shit like that. Yeah. And then Olivia's like, oh, I'm going to have my own jungle party on the same day. And I'm actually going to give Tracy an invite because I know that's going to eat her alive inside. Oh my God. Stop. Yes. They're they too- hate each other. Yeah. It's um, so to a a comical degree it's hysterical um so there's them and then you have Gigi who's another new hairstylist and she's just like a little jersey like she is adamant like Gigi wants to get married Gigi wants to get married she wants to have a kid she wants to have a house the problem is her boyfriend Frankie is (laughs) a fucking monster you guys first of all he's 100% killed somebody like he is 100% in the mafia or something. And so is his dad because we see a scene of them at dinner and his dad is like in a tank top covered in cats. 100% he's part of a crime family. And he treats Gigi, Gigi like absolute shit. Like he tells her he tells her he's taking her on vacation to Cape May. And like she gets all excited and they get there and he actually just wanted to buy a motorcycle. <laughs> and he's constantly like, waving her off he screams at a waiter when they go to dinner once because he says he said that he likes her necklace and he stands up and he's like why are you talking to my woman like that he's an awful person and i hope that they break up at some point because i feel so bad for her um gg you deserve yeah. so much better boo yeah and there's a couple of other like like there's alexa the so-called glam fairy and she's like olivia's mentor and she she makes it known she works with celebrities she works in the city she has high profile clientele Ooh. she's an expert at this yeah all right girl um yeah so it is just a cast of characters and i haven't really gotten into it yet but y'all their fucking this accents, sounds amazing their accents are hysterical 
and clearly like see i'm already getting good at my own jersey you're, you're getting really good um, at it actually hysterical uh i love it i've been so entertained these last couple of days i've been putting it on like while i've been working because obviously it's pretty mindless but you can also like soak up what's happening um it's iconic like i'm so excited to watch another episode after this and I told Nick he needs to try it out too, especially because Nick is like a diehard Jersey Shore fan. It's like, oh, so are you? Yeah, it's like that, but but you also have the workplace element of the salon. Yeah, I um, feel like they didn't yeah. do that enough. So the whole like thing with Jersey Shore too is that like they got to do all this partying and stuff, but they still had to like maintain their jobs at this like t-shirt shop. But I feel oh, like yeah. they didn't do that part enough. Like I want, I want them to have a harder job that they have to keep. <laughs> like I wanted them to have a hard, a more difficult. I they should have done something more customer service facing, where they have to deal with people while they're hungover or like. <laughs> no, that would have been hilarious. The workplace hilarious. aspect wasn't done enough at Jersey Shore, so this sounds like it's perfect. Oh yeah, it that's like the anchor of the show is is the workplace, and it's fun watching people like get in trouble for stuff. Ooh. Um. I just got to the episode where Antony, his name's Anthony, but they say Antony. Antony. Um, he's he's a straight male stylist. Um, and he brings in, he's like, I need an intern because it's busy in the salon. <laughs> an and so, intern. Yeah. And so he he convinces this guy, his name is Filippo. Yeah, <laughs> no, like these are Italian people. Um <laughs> He convinces this guy, Filippo, who works at the local pizza shop to come in and to like basically brush the floor and give people water. And Filippo's like a bodybuilder and he flirts with all the MILFs in the salon. It is chaotic, you guys. It's chaotic. It's so but it's, chaotic. It is hysterical. And so I recommend it. Um, what is to, this? How did how did you consume this? To my knowledge, it's, it's only on YouTube TV. YouTube TV is Ugh. like YouTube's live TV platform, but they have like an on-demand section. Damn. I don't know... If it's on anything else, let me see if it's on Hulu. I feel like this is perfect Hulu content. Exactly. You would think, you would think, I don't think it's on Hulu. That hurts. I'm so sorry. I think it's only, oh, it's on Fubu, apparently. Oh my God. Fubo? What is it? Is it Fubo? Fubu? I don't know. Fubo TV? I don't know. I've heard about it on TikTok. But yes, if you have YouTube TV, get on it. Wow. Get on it, I should say. Yeah. All this talking that's happening. <laughs> yeah. Uh so yeah, I guess that concludes episode. We did good today. We're oh. we're a little over an hour. It's Ooh. felt longer than that. Wait, though, you're so right. I don't know what's going on with the temporal situation. Um but yeah. So your boy is going to Los Angeles in less than 36 hours. So oh, I will really? have lots to report back on next Is week's that episode. Soon? Yeah, it's it's very, very, very early Thursday morning. Yeah. I think our flight's like 8 a.m. at That's Dulles. Why I'm flat at Dulles. Yeah, I was just gonna say. At Dulles. The, I mean, I'm hoping at least there won't be any traffic because since we have to leave at like 6 a.m. But um <laughs> yeah, but you know, we can it's six hour flight, we can sleep. Uh but yeah, we're going to LA. The festivities will be including the Academy Museum uh griffith observatory sir restaurant and lounge owned and operated by lisa vanderpump <laughs> um oh i have to tell you something actually 
So remember I told you in person that I was going to go to the El Capitan Theater to see Parent Trap? Oh, yeah. For those of you who don't know, I feel like I've said that like 10 times today. Um, the El Capitan is a very old, very big, beautiful theater that's now owned by Disney. And when they're not having like premieres and stuff, they just show Disney films from all years, just basically whatever they feel like picking. So I got the dates wrong. They're not showing Parent Trap this week. They're showing it next week. Oh, but guess what I'm going to see. Oh, you did tell me this. I'll tell you what. You're going to see Freaky Friday. No, that's the week after that. And I was sad that I was missing it. What I'm going to be seeing on Friday instead, the thing that they are playing this week is Mm -hmm. Princess Diaries. Oh, my God. (laughs) The first one? The first one. They actually, Friday night, they have a double feature. Uh, I can't go to that because Friday night is, is, so Nick is going like for business and pleasure. I'm tagging along, but Nick has like a happy hour for his event Friday night that I said I would go to. No, tell him that they're showing Princess Diaries too and he'll let you go. I thought like, I thought I would go because I talk about all the time how I have not seen that film in probably like 15 years and I don't remember a lot about it and it wasn't a big part of my childhood. So I thought, let me go see it as an adult, see what all the hype is about. Everyone seems to love it. I was just talking to Jamie today and Jamie was like, you're going to love it. It's like Pretty Woman. Okay, but um, I'm also now I'm kind of disappointed that you're gonna see the first one and not the second one oh because no, I'm serious. The second one like really seals the deal. Like you like the first one, but you love the second one. Interesting. Okay, well, maybe when I get back, I'll watch on Disney Plus then. You should be happy for me that I'm seeing the first one, okay? No, I'm I I'm very happy. I think maybe we should watch the second one. That's the second one is just <laughs> is feminism. That's, and that's hysterical. Julie Andrews does a really cute musical number with Raven Simone in the second movie. Shut up. Raven's in the second movie? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay, maybe we should watch it together. Yeah, it's um, great. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious that I'm going to LA and the movie I'm choosing to watch in LA is Princess Diaries. But I really want to go to the El Capitan because it's a gorgeous theater and I want to see a movie there. So that's my only option. No, really. I'm. <laughs> this is great. A great <laughs> film to see. Yeah, I'm really excited for you. Oh, I love <laughs> so, so oh, I'll, I'll, I'll report back. You know what? Maybe I'll make that my media moment next week. I'll make. Princess I hope you fucking do. I'm not gonna have much time to talk about anything else, even though Love Is Blind is dropping on Friday, which I'm also oh, psyched about. I'm not watching that. Oh yeah, whatever. Hater, hater. <laughs> yes. But she consumes yes, everything. I am Twitter. a hater to my core. I just had a conversation with my coworker about it. I'm like, <laughs> some of y'all don't be hating enough. <laughs> Get on my level. <laughs> oh, okay. So Ely will not be talking about Love is Blind next week. That's mm. for sure. <laughs> I'm just over it. Like, it's not, it's I'm like not. you said, like with Vanderpump Rules, how like after the first two seasons, like the people on it were just like famous from the show. It's like, this show is not fun for me anymore because the people on it, it's the same thing with The Bachelor too, clearly are on the show because they want to get famous, not because they want to be in a relationship. That's Which fine. is why the first season was so good. <laughs> Fine. Hey, fine by me. The what I enjoy that show the most when people aren't happy. So the less <laughs> matches, the better. Um, tell me you're gonna watch the DC <laughs> season at least. Okay, I will watch the that's, DC season that, when that comes. I think that they're filming it now. Ne- yeah, reports say that that's the next up after this. Yeah, one. so we I've might be getting it later this year. Spotted filming it. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. The 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 recent spottings those were for the um after the altar. So I think they've wrapped the the original run of the season. That's why I think we're definitely going to be getting the DC season this year. Oh man. At some point. 
and they were filming after the altar recently like oh my god i can't fucking wait to see like who's already married or who has like a secret girlfriend like that's gonna be great because that's all these dc men do oh they're married you guys it's gonna be messy it's gonna be really messy (laughs) yeah anyway uh let's put a bow on this let's wrap it up all right we'll talk to y'all next week have a good night have a good night